Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Good morning, good morning. Well, um, there's a good chance that I'm not going to have you out in time for kickoff for the Cowboys, but we'll be real close. All right, we'll be real close. You guys need to, they need extra prayer today. But I'm not praying for them because William Carpenter told me one time, every time you pray for the Cowboys, they lose. <laughs> so I won't pray for them today. You guys might should do that, though. Uh, Jeremiah is praying for the saints, and that's not working either, buddy. Maybe you need to stop praying, too. The only saints you need to be praying for are right here in this room. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's take our Bibles and go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm um, finishing uh, this series on prayer that we started two weeks ago called Spit It Out. Tell somebody, spit it out. Spit it out. All right, and we've made an acronym out of the word spit based on this verse of Scripture. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications... S, prayers, P, intercessions, I, and giving of thanks, T for thanksgiving, be made for all men. Spit it out. And as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, we've covered the, the area of supplications and prayers, uh, and today we're going to get into intercessions. And all of these avenues of prayer are all to be wrapped up and bathed in thanksgiving, all right? Thanksgiving keeps your heart uh, uh, saying, I should say, it's, it's what you're saying in your heart is, I have it before I actually see it. You're giving God thanks the moment you pray before you actually see the answer come to fruition because you believe that you have it when you speak to your God who is on your side and who does and will continually answer our prayers. So he says, I exhort, I exhort, first of all, that supplications. And supplications has to do with what we personally are asking for. God knows you, and he knows me, and he knows that we are instinctively very selfish. So that's why he, he put our asking up first. Supplications are the things that we ask for, the things that we desire, the things that we need. And I love that God was gracious enough to put that first on the list here in this verse of Scripture. But then prayers have to do with, in this series, what we've talked about is the things that God desires in the earth. Remember we went over those scripture prayers last week, the things the Apostle Paul mostly um, prayed for the church, and, and, and what he prayed for the church is what the Lord had laid on his heart for the church. I mean, if it wasn't for the Apostle Paul, we wouldn't know anything about the Lord Jesus as, as Gentiles. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. We wouldn't know anything about the things of God. But Jesus delivered these things to the Apostle Paul for us to understand. And so um, his revelation, first of all, is the thing that we need to understand before we understand any of the rest of the Bible. Spend most of your time and study in the letters of the Apostle Paul. Then you'll have a good grasp about really all Scripture. But he says here, that, and, and so he gives us these different prayers and where I talk, gave you those Scripture references last week where you can make these things personal and, and then pray God's will in the earth. And Jesus said it like this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, it's important for us to understand that if we don't do that, my family, it's not going to happen. Prayer is your way 
is, is, is God's way, I should say, for you to voice His will into the earth and His purpose in the earth. Otherwise, it won't happen because if Christians don't pray, if believers don't pray, then it won't happen. You have to understand how important it is that you do pray because that is how God is, that vehicle He is using uh, to get His will accomplished in the earth. That's why we cannot be silent in prayer. That's why I've talked to you about prayer is different from meditation. Thought, you cannot pray in your head. You can meditate in your head, but you pray with your mouth. You pray with your voice. There's no such thing, really, as silent prayer. All right? I know they like to shut us all up at the football games and all these other events say, let's have a moment of silence. No, let's pray. Let's open our mouths and voice our request to God. And so we talked about in, the, in, this, in these avenues of prayer, prayer specifically here being those things which God desires. And then intercessions is where we're going to move into today. And this is what others who know you, others who know you want you to pray about. And that is for them and their desires. And this is where we get to uh, bear one another's burdens and stand in the gap for one another and speak on another's behalf. And this is so important for us today to learn and, and to exercise in our daily lives. Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes whatever he says, he will have whatever he says. And then he said, whatever things you ask or call for, actually in the Greek, it's what it means, call for when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So uh, I was telling the earlier service, I've grown up in church all my life, and I've, through the years, I've been very familiar with the term intercession or intercessory prayer or intercessors, and much has been, much, there's been a great deal um, emphasized about this, but when I got into the scriptures, I found the word intercession actually only four times in the New Testament, and uh, and, and one time as intercessions, and that is where we read from today, that prayers, or supplications, prayers, and intercessions with thanksgiving may be made for all men. But intercession itself always references either the Spirit or Jesus interceding for us. And three of the four times that we see the word intercession is found in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is a marvelous chapter in and of itself. Romans chapter 8 is where we find uh, uh, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Romans chapter 8 is where we find uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 is where we find likewise the Spirit also helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray as well, but He helps us there. He, he comes along and is our and he is our God. Uh, Romans chapter 8 is where we also find that uh, he who spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Romans chapter 8 is also where you find if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans chapter 8 is also where you, uh, where you find nothing shall separate us from the love of God. I mean, the, this, this chapter is just chock full of marvelous scriptures that you, we all have come to love and, and hold dear in our lives. Um, but it's in this chapter that talks about the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be put into words. He makes intercession for us. And then he who knows the mind of the Spirit, he also uh, knows what the will of the Lord is because he makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Interesting. And then uh, the fourth place is Hebrews 7 where it talks about Christ our high priest. 
makes intercession for us. He ever lives to make intercession for us. I'm grateful to God that I've got somebody who can talk to God better than I can. He actually is God. And he actually is man. So he represents me too and you. And he's praying for you all the time, interceding on your behalf all the time, night and day. He ever lives to do it. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that you give these things to the Lord. Cast your burdens upon Him. Cast your cares upon Him. He's going to be up all night praying for you anyway. Right? You might as well get some sleep and let Jesus do the praying. Let Jesus do the interceding for you um, because he, he's, he's on your side. And, and that's why the, the Scripture says that He is our high priest of the good things to come. Of the good things to come. He's there to ensure good things continue to come into your life. And that happens when he comes to, to his father and he prays on your behalf and the prayer always ends in good. Always has, always will. His prayer. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. That's why you don't need to bring these things to, uh, to other people necessarily as if they have to speak to God for you. You go right to Jesus. All right. No man stands between you and God. That used to be a case. That used to be the case. There used to be a high priest who had to represent Israel to God. But no longer is that. That veil's been rent in two. It's been torn in half, and now all of us have bold access before the throne of grace, and we can all come right before the holiest place of all called the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. All right? But uh, in this area of intercession... Oh, like I said, so there's been a lot much said about intercession and intercession. Well, I'm called to be an intercessor or I have the, she, she has the gift of intercession. Uh, but, you know, when I read, I, I don't see that there's one specific office or call to intercession except that all of us are supposed to be called to it. All of us are called to intercession. And if, and if, you, if you hold on to the truth of the, or the fact that did you believe that some people have a special call to intercession, then, then you'll find yourself just being lazy in it and you'll just ask them to pray for everything. Like my mom gets asked that all the time. I was telling the earlier service that my mom gets asked that. I, I mean, I call on my mom to pray from time to time, not because I think that her prayers are magical or powerful or anything. Or, I mean, they are powerful, but I don't think they're any, necessarily more powerful than mine. I just know that she's actually going to do it. She's actually going to spend the time to pray and exercise prayer, and for that I'm grateful. But, you know, it's not just me who calls. I have people, and I won't point any fingers in this room, but you're in here, some of you, that, that you call me to ask my mom to pray for them. You don't even want me praying for you. You just want my mom praying for you. Just, oh, yeah, that's great, Pastor Eric, but I want your mom praying because over the years, she has developed this, she's developed this reputation for praying and, and, and for getting results. And I'm grateful to God to have a mom who walks by faith and who seeks the Lord and, and, and helps people in that way. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all of our call. It is all of our, say this, I am called to intercession. All right? You're called to it. Because people need us, just like we need people. Need each other. And, um, and uh, the, the, the effectual prayer of a righteous man, the Scripture says, avails much. Are there any righteous people in here? Yeah. yeah. If you love Jesus, if you, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are righteous. You're just as much as righteous today as you will be when you get to heaven. Maybe I ought to say that one more time. So it might take a second for that to sink in. You're just as righteous right now, today, in this moment, as you will be righteous in heaven. Yeah. 
The only problem is you got this flesh that's kind of covering all that up. It's hard to see it sometimes because you're living in this body so closely connected to this body and to these emotions that we have that sometimes we lose sight of that righteous condition that we have now become. So you have to call that forth and declare that over your life and, and think in that way so that you'll live accordingly. Amen. So what I'm saying, uh, can I, I want to give you just a couple of practical things to do to help you in praying for other people, all right, when it comes to praying for other people, because I know sometimes you can be a little bit shy about that, or, you know, you're not really sure, you don't want to mess up, you don't want to pray the wrong thing, you know, or, uh, you know, let me just help you understand that prayer is not a performance, all right, you're not on stage, you're just talking to God, all right, you're not going to be perfect at it, but get to doing it. You know, get to working on it. Uh, my dad used to work on the railroad years and years ago, and uh, uh, there was an engineer. Did I tell you this story already about Bob Pierce, the engineer? I didn't tell uh, Okay, I was just making sure I wasn't repeating myself. And he said there was a man by the name of Bob Piercy who was the best engineer that they had ever known. Um, when, when a train is going down the tracks... In, uh, there's this coupling that keeps the cars together, but there's also a little bit of slack there in, in that coupling. And, and the average engineer who's driving the train uh, is, is driving it in such a way uh, that they're not really concerned about the slack that's in between each car. And so it feels like this the entire time you're going down the track. You know, these, these cars are moving in and out and the slack is, is um, going out. and So... Dad says it's just really a rough ride unless you're riding with Bob Piercy. And said Bob Piercy had this reputation that preceded him that he takes all the slack out and keeps the slack out on the entire uh, trip. So finally, Dad had this, the opportunity to ride with Bob. And he said everything was true about Bob Piercy and his engineering. He said he was really a sight to watch as he... he kept moving parts on that engine, and he said he was a master of that machine. He said, we rode smooth all the way from Gainesville, Texas to, uh, where was that, Purcell, Oklahoma. And he said, we're not one, not one jerk of the train from start to finish. And he said, I thought, I don't ever want to ride with anybody else again because Bob knows how to drive a train. He said, well, I couldn't wait to get back and tell all the guys that I finally got to experience this, and I did. And he said, I was talking to another old, old guy that had been on the railroad for a long time. He goes, yeah, that Bob, he's something. And he said, I've never seen anything like it. He said, man, uh, I mean, we didn't have one problem all the way there. That train rode smooth as can be. The guy said, well, you should have been here 25 years ago. He said, because uh, he said, why? What, what was he like 25 years ago? He goes, oh, he wasn't the same. He said, the guy tore up every train that he got on. <laughs> but eventually he perfected it. You know, you're going to tear up a few prayers <laughs> when you're learning this thing, communicating with God. Just do it anyway. I mean, speak, you know, talk to God, communicate to him. It's not about having the right words. It's about using this avenue. And, and as you go, you will grow. And as you, as you practice, you will perfect all right? So, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, some practical things to do. Number one, number one, when someone asks you to pray for them, maybe this will help you today. I know it's helped me. Do it immediately. Do it the moment they ask. Have we not all got caught up being distracted when we told somebody we'd pray for them and then we didn't do it? Hmm? Yeah, I'll be praying for you. And then you walk away. I mean, I, I learned this through trial and error. 
I learned this, that I had to act immediately because I know me that in just a few seconds, I'm going to forget about that conversation. I moved on to something else. So be active in it and be immediate in it. If they say, pray for me. Just say, let's pray right now. Let me pray for you right now. Let's go. Let's, let's seek God together right now. I'll pray for you right now. Um, and, and because the truth is, it's easier to, to type it in a Facebook quote, praying, and then walk away and never pray. Then to actually do it. All right, so before you tweet it, Instagram it, post it, actually do it. Oh, that's good preaching, Pastor Eric. Okay. And as a believer, there are two key components to praying an effective prayer. But specifically today, I want to talk to you about the prayer of intercession for someone else. Two key components. Number one, faith in God. Say faith in God. And number two, the name of Jesus. All right, this is really all you need to pray prayers that get results. Faith in God and the name of Jesus. Faith in God, say it again, faith in God and the name of Jesus. See, faith is what gives power to your prayer. And the name of Jesus is what gives authority to your prayer. Okay, power and authority, faith and the name, faith and the name. Let's go to Acts chapter 3 for just a moment. Faith and the name. You remember the story when Peter and John went to pray at the hour of prayer and, and there was a, a, a lame man begging there at the gate called Beautiful. He, he was there regularly. But this day was different. Peter stopped and gave attention to this man, the man that they had probably walked by many, many times. And so... Peter said, look on us, and when the beggar looked at them, he expected to receive something from them. And this is what Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. What did he have to give him? Faith in God. His faith. His faith in God in the name of Jesus. So if faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now watch what happened. And he took him by the right hand. There's that faith in action. Took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. Y'all remember that song? Anybody go to Sunday school when they were kids? All right. We're going to skip down to verse uh, 11 I think. Is that right? Uh, verse 11, now as the lame man was healed, I mean, who was healed, held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, uh, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Verse 12, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or our own godliness, we had made this man walk? Why are you looking at us as if, we are, it's because of the righteous living that we're doing and so that we've paid the price so therefore we get, the, we get results in our prayers because we're godly living. Don't shout me down if I'm preaching to you right now because if, you, if, you, if you're not communicating with God and you know, if you've fallen short, <laughs> then you're, you're not apt to want to just go talk to God when you're feeling the way that you do about yourself. Right? 
because you feel like you're kind of wasting your time. Well, I haven't really been serving the Lord. I haven't been in church or I haven't been reading my Bible or I haven't blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, what's the use in praying? Because, and it's not about your godliness or ungodliness. It's not about your own power. It's faith in God and the name of Jesus. It's faith in God and the name of Jesus. Watch this, verse 16. And his name through faith in his name. Do you see that? We have the name and we have faith. His name through faith in his name has made this man strong. Not our godliness, not our power. Faith in his name and his name. Is that simple enough for you? Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Say it. Faith in the name. All right, let's go to John chapter 14 now, and we're going to see another example of this. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, faith, the works that I do, he will do also. It takes faith. It only takes faith to do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus was the one who went about opening the blind eyes, raising the dead, healing the sick, causing the lame to walk. Everywhere he went, this happened. And he said, if you believe in me, you'll do the same stuff I did. Anybody believe that today? All right, because... It just, it just takes faith in him. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Verse 13, and whatever you ask, say whatever. Whatever you ask, how? In my name that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Some of God's greatest gifts are all answered prayers. <laughs> you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I love Garth Brooks, but he's not a theologian. Ask anything in my name, he will do it. When you pray in faith in the name of Jesus, you will bear much fruit. And when you're called on by someone to pray for them, to intercede, don't be mealy-mouthed about it. Be strong in faith. Declare the name of Jesus. Say it's done in Jesus' name. Activate and appropriate that finished work that he accomplished at that cross. When he says it's finished, it's finished. Because, I mean, people, when they're in trouble, when they're desperate, when they need somebody to be praying for, they certainly don't need somebody going, well, Lord, we just don't understand your ways. Oh, God, if you would just do something, if you just look down upon them and help them, Lord, in every way possible or whatever that looks like to you, that... Uh... Hmm? Bless them in a special kind of way. Just help them, Lord. I don't know. I was sitting in a in a in a Christian uh, in a oh, it was a kind of a Christian fraternity out in San Angelo one time at Angelo State University, and they had we were going to have a prayer meeting. I won't name the denomination, but it is a denomination.
And uh, so there, there was a, a prayer for a guy who had, who had cancer, and it was, it was not a good report about it. The leader of this group, the leader of this I don't even know how I ended up at this thing, except some friend invited me, and so I was there. And anyway, leader, the leader of this prayer meeting, the leader of this group stood up and said these words, and I quote, Lord, we don't know if you can do anything for this man, but if, you, but if we're just asking, just do something. Right? We don't know if you can do anything. We don't even know if it's your will, Lord. But, matter of fact, I don't even know why I'm praying. <laughs> if I can't know the will of God, if it's so far past finding out, what the heck am I praying about? I'm wasting my time. That's what I wanted to say to him. You're wasting your time. But fortunately, my friend spoke up right after that and said, Lord, well, we thank you it is your will that he's healed. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes he is healed. So we declare it, Lord, he needs help. He needs your help. And only you can do something right now. It's beyond doctor's control. It's beyond what man can do. They've done what they can do. And we're saying, God, you do your part. Jesus Christ paid a high price for his broken body. So we just appropriate that now in Jesus' name. And I'm right there going, amen, man. Amen. Say it, buddy. Huh? You don't need these mealy mouth, religious, denominational, bull, mm. They need somebody who knows the will of God to declare the will of God, who knows what God, who, the nature and the character and the goodness of God, and to declare that thing. See, prayer isn't, prayer isn't sending up wishful, wishful thoughts. Oh, God, could you do something this time? No, prayer, prayer is declaration. Right? Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says. Therefore, whatever you ask when you pray, well, it doesn't sound like you were asking anything. Hmm? And when Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, and he's, he lived a life for us to example, you never see him going, oh, God, Father, Oh, please come through this time. This guy's paralyzed. I've never touched. I, I don't, I've never seen anybody paralyzed healed. And I'm just asking you, if you would, somehow help him in a special way. You never see Jesus doing anything like that. No, I just went and healed them. He laid his hands on the sick and he healed them. And he says, you can do that too if you'll believe. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope this is encouraging you today. I'm not, I'm not saying it's all going to be perfect. I just, but you got to start where you are. you got to start where you are and activate this thing of prayer. You know, we all could pray more. I'll, I'll show you a place where it says that. I'll finish with this scripture. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's turn over there. We all really could pray more. I don't think I've ever met anybody that says, Pastor Eric, I pray way too often. I read my Bible far too much. I've got to slow down on this Christian walk. I need a vice or something, Pastor Eric, would you? <laughs> all right, stop. Watch this. Praying always with all prayer. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit. How do you pray in the Spirit? Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Don. I appreciate that. Don, our resident theologian. Somebody give him a gold star today. 
You speak in tongues. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So not only does the scripture teach us to pray and to intercede for others in how we know, but also in the spirit, to pray in the spirit for them. Another way to intercede for someone because the spirit, the spirit, that language of the spirit, I should say, is an utterance of the spirit and of the spirit alone. All right. And there are times that you'll come across situations, somebody asks you to pray, and you don't necessarily know what to say at that moment. You know what I'm talking about? And that's why I rely heavily on praying in the Spirit at that moment. Just pray in the Holy Spirit, because He knows exactly what to say. He knows exactly the situation. And I promise you, if you'll do that, we'll really get some results. All right? So if you don't know, and if you, and, but you do pray as you know how to pray as well. And pray the will of God, which is the Word of God. Well, I don't know God's will. Well, read the Scriptures. There's His whole will. There's His will right there. Get in there and, and, and spend some time in it. And the more time you'll spend, the more you'll, be get, you'll get to know Him and know His promises and activate those things not only for your life, but also for the lives of others. Amen. We're called to pray for those that are in authority over us. We're called to pray for the saints, for our, the People we go to church with, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we're called to pray for our nation, called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, for our spiritual leaders as well. You know, your pastor needs you to pray for him, and I do appreciate it. That, uh, that doors would be open for us to be more effective with the gospel. By the way, just to let you know, in the not-too-distant future, uh, I won't tell you exactly when because I don't know when, we're going to be live-streaming our services. We're this close to live streaming our services. That doesn't mean you don't come to church here. doesn't mean you just sit at home and watch us on the computer. I'm just saying you can maybe give somebody else a taste of one cause church that wouldn't necessarily darken the door. This might work against us. Let's get a picture of everybody that's in the room here today and then see if they're going to be here whenever we start having church on TV or on the Internet. Anyway, no, but we're, we're really reaching... Uh, we're just trying to ex- extend our reach in however we can, you know, and reach as many people as possible. And I will give you an update soon on, on our, uh, our podcast. This is extraordinary. You know, I was, talk- I was talking to Pastor Charles Neiman. I felt, I felt really good about this. You all remember Pastor Charles who was here a couple weeks ago? And uh, Pastor's that little bitty church out in um, El Paso. They've only got like 20,000 members there in their church. Uh, just they're doing a great, great thing there. And I was telling him about some statistics I saw about our podcast and, and how many downloads we're getting and all that. He says, we don't have that many downloads on our podcast. I was like, really? Say that again? <laughs> really? That's too bad. <laughs> no, but it's something, something that God has given us uh, favor in and just opened up our ministry. We're, the last I checked, we've hit 64 nations. 64 nations. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know who these people are. I know probably some of them are some of those Christ for the nations radicals. But uh, 64 nations. As of June, maybe it was July 1st, July 1st, 
This year alone, we've had something like 25,000 downloads of our, of our messages here at One Cause Church. So I mean, we're, it's, it's extraordinary. And I want you to continue to pray for us in that way. That, and Because this, our message, the message that we preach concerning the goodness of God and the grace of God needs to go all over the world. And it is. It is. We're touching here. We're also touching in Dallas and in, in Granbury as far as physical buildings and, and, and uh, gatherings. But uh, we're reaching all over, and I'm grateful to God for that. So and I'm, I'm believing that this live streaming is also going to have the same kind of effect, that we'll reach a lot more people in that way. I mean, we're living in a great day, a great age of technology that really helps get the gospel out in big, big measure. Amen. So just continue to pray for us in that, if you would, please. Uh, let's stand together. Lord, I want to thank you so much for this time together, Lord. Thank you, thank you for all these that are here today, and even for all these who are listening uh, by podcast. I thank you for your blessing upon them. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to be aware and to stay activated in prayer, Lord. In supplications, in prayer, and in intercessions. But, Lord, not, not to become lackadaisical, not to become sluggish or lazy in it. But, Father, even now more than ever to be stirred to pray. More than ever to be stirred to pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord. We're living in troubled times, and this troubled world needs people of God to declare the kingdom of God in the earth, to declare the will of God and the purpose of God in the earth. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to do that, Lord, to always be people of prayer in the name of Jesus. So, so Lord, that we can see your will be done here in our lives, in our cities, in our nations, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are truly a very present help in time of need. Lord, we're not satisfied with things as they are, things as they've always been. Lord, we, we need to see greater glory. We need to see, Lord, a greater demonstration of your power and glory in the earth. And Lord, we know that will happen as we declare it to happen in Jesus' name, as we gather together and we seek the Lord. And Lord, even on our own time, is that, that, we'll, that we'll shut ourselves in and have non-negotiable, non-negotiable times with our God that we will not allow anything to come in and distract us and to keep us, Lord, from the extremely important and critical thing called prayer. Thank you, Lord. And God, that your people would be bold and confident in it, that you would teach them your ways as they come to seek you, Lord. You would teach them your word. You would teach them, Lord, your purpose. Give them your wisdom, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're expecting greater days. Because, Lord, your word says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, and it grows brighter and brighter to the full day. Each day should be getting sweeter. Each day you do get sweeter with us. Hallelujah. May the first thing we do when we wake up is acknowledge God in our situation, Lord. That prayer will become like a breath to us, Lord, over time as we give ourselves to it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And Lord, we thank you that you've invited us all to come and communicate to you and to converse with you about so many things. You just want us talking to you. You just want us to come and fellowship and enjoy and commune with you. Thank you, Lord, for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.